Hello everyone, my name is Beverly Kufa Ado, founder of Vibe365 and host of Own Your Vibe podcast. Today I'm joined by someone super dear to my heart by the name of Loretta, who works in data protection and we're going to be talking all about parenthood, workplace and also looking at introverted personalities. So Loretta, welcome to Own Your Vibe. Hi, Hi thanks um, for having me. Thank you for coming. Thank you for joining. How are you doing today? It's we're currently in the middle of a heat wave. So how are you getting on? I'm actually okay, <laughs> given that it is boiling. But um, yeah, it could be worse. So I'm actually okay. <laughs> yes. So let's get straight into it then. Uh, when it comes to work, are you working from home? Do you go in? And did that change from pre-COVID to post? So my workplace was a little bit different. So before COVID, we always had the option to work from home. So mm-hmm. when COVID happened, it was pretty much, okay, do as you usually do, but just from home. Um, okay. Because we all get given laptops anyway when we're working in the office. We're all hot desking, so nobody has a set desktop computer. So um, there was days before COVID where, I don't know, so let's say I had childcare issues or I was unwell, but I just text the manager to say, you know what, I can actually work from home. She'd be like, yeah, it's fine. And then mm. COVID happened, so we're now all working from home with the, well, we have to be in minimum 20% of the time based on our hours. So for me, it's okay. worked out to be like once or twice a month. Okay, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And how have you found, um, so I know that you've got a little boy who is mm-hmm. four years old, is that correct? Yep. <laughs> and how have you found the past four years and more because of the time for pregnancy as well um not only at work but life mm. generally so I know that's very broad maybe we can yeah. start about life with work how it was beforehand and then go into the workplace um the workplace that you are at now were you there um pre-pregnancy as well yeah so initially I was always working it was very unusual for me to be out of a job for long um when I first started working for this housing association um I didn't know I was pregnant so I was actually pregnant at the time I didn't know and um so I was working fine and then discovered I was pregnant big shock and then it was a bit of a like my whole life just sort of shifted from having this routine of going to work Monday to Friday nine to five to mm-hmm. what am I going to do? Um, I haven't worked at the company long enough to have maternity pay from the company as well. So then I was thinking about finances for the first time. And um, yeah, it was just a massive like upheaval of worrying, but mm. happy emotions. Um, then I went on maternity leave. Um, I had a few pregnancy complications. So I actually went on maternity leave a lot sooner than I mm-hmm. anticipated. So by the seventh month, I think I was just like, yeah, I can't be commuting anymore because initially that office was about two hours away. One and a oh, half hours, wow. two hours, depending on the traffic, yeah. Wow, so you travel two hours to get to work? Yeah, on some, like, on some days, depending on the traffic, um, train delays, um, on a good day, it would be about an hour and 15. Mm. Median time, median would be like an hour and a half, but on, a, on most days it was up to two hours, yeah. Wow. So, to do that pregnant I was like no especially with all the complications going on mm. so I went on I went on leave a lot sooner so I wasn't eligible for maternity pay from the company and I think for the first time in my life I kind of felt <clears throat> this is as long as I've been out of work or technically although you're employed 
you kind of do feel like you're out of work because you're just at home with a baby. Mm. And um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was quite hard because I didn't have the same level of income that I was used to. Mm. So my income literally went from being, yeah, fine, to literally nothing. And yeah. then I think after, I think I was on statutory maternity pay, which is from the government, it's not much at all. Um, luckily, I have a partner, so it's fine. I had that support. So it wasn't mm. like I was, I think I would have struggled a lot more had I been a single mother. Mm. Um, but I had my partner, so it's fine. So finances weren't too much of a issue. Um, it was more when the statutory maternity pay stopped. And for the first time ever in my life, I had to go to the job centre and claim benefits. And it was so mm. degrading. I just remember feeling like, is this life? Like, is this my life now? Um, right. Because I was just thinking, okay, I, I want to really get back to work. I can't be dealing with this. And, you know, going to the office and having people kind of judge you before they've even spoken to you mm. to why you're claiming things you're entitled to. It was, a, yeah. it was just really like, yeah, no. So... Long story short, Micah was around 18 months because I wasn't comfortable sending him to a nursery younger. And plus, um, we had, uh, we were lucky, we didn't have to pay nursery fees because um, my partner's parents, they did the childcare. So I was able to go back to work from Micah was 18 months, but, big but, (laughs) I couldn't go back to my original post. So (laughs) in that department, yeah, yeah. So that department, basically, the manager, she wasn't being very flexible at all. Um, that time in the company, I think it was, it was just new, bringing in the agile working system. So they wasn't comfortable with that yet. So they actually wanted me physically in the office nine to five. And I said, actually, I can't do nine to five, but I'd love to go part time. The lady straight out said, no, she's not accepting me coming back part time. So I said, OK, I'm resigned. Wow. <laughs> so I had to resign. And then luckily, um, within the same month of me resigning, Another post in the same company came up, which was Agile Working, brand new post, state protection team. And I said, well, I've done this before in my role um, previously, where we had to conduct um, subject access requests for residents and things. So I was like, yeah, I can do that. And I walked straight into that role, which was higher paid and Mm. Agile and closer to home if I did need to travel. So it was perfect. Mm. so the post that you were doing before do you believe that I know they said like no you have to be in nine to five and um Monday to Friday do you believe that you could have done it on a part-time basis or do you like have the understanding of certain things needed to be done so they had to replace that post I think at the time the company was going through a structure an organizational structure change yeah and um where there was like for example, my old role was a business support officer, which is basically a posh way of saying administrator for like the housing managers. Okay. So um, there was initially four of us, but where they had the restructure, they cut the team in half and they oh. wanted two full-time posts instead of... Um, so beforehand, it would have been perfect to have come back part-time because mm. we would have come to each other and, you know, but where they were cutting down costs and things, they were just like, no. And um, mm. yeah, it just it was just going to be impossible for me. And I think they were also trying to move my location. So my office was based in Southgate, and that's already far. That's like North London. Yeah, and I'm coming to South London. They wanted me to go to Slough, and I was like, I'm not going to Slough. I can't be commuting to Slough on Monday to Friday. That's ridiculous. Um, wow. So I stay in Southgate, work from home part time, or I'm just going to have to resign. And that's what I had to do: just resign. So yeah. And then with the new post, that's mm-hmm. that wasn't in Southgate. 
No, so the organisation has um, various offices around London. Got you. So luckily this one was a lot closer to home, just one train, yeah. GP train. Yeah. And um, more importantly, it was part-time. The manager was very flexible because she's got two mm. kids herself. Mm. So she's like, you can work three days. Um, it doesn't matter what days you do, as long as work gets done. <laughs> she just doesn't care. And um, yeah, you can work from home as well. So when I came back to work, I was quite shocked to get a laptop and be told, you don't actually have to be in the office for anything mm. just literally you can come in but obviously let us know if you want to get home how have you found that because I've spoken to some parents who are like they just find it really hard to get work done at home while their child is at home as well so they prefer going into the office sometimes um do you does that resonate with you or how do you find between work from home and um, being in the office yes and no so there's good days and there's bad days depending on the child so um where he has a routine so in the mornings he's a bit of a teenager already he doesn't really like waking up early which is a bit strange so um I get loads done in the morning when he wakes up then obviously I have to sort him out and stuff so then I just go offline and then I come back when he's occupied doing something else Mm -hmm. but I think for me my job was made a lot easier because of my manager she basically understood that I have a child a young child at home so she's just like you know when you go offline and stuff don't worry about anything as long as you get the work done she doesn't literally doesn't matter how much my time like there's been times I've logged in later in the evenings just to get admin done back-end emails done um and yeah there's been no issues just because we have that communication and she yeah. just knows yeah as long as she knows if I'm going to be on offline for a long period of time based on anything urgent um then I'll just let her know but other than that she's pretty fine like even today I had school run <laughs> so obviously where we usually sign at 9am there's no way I could sign in at 9 mm. I could sign I signed in at 10 when I came back and I've just been doing bits and bobs around the house as well as answering emails and things but I've been on busy all day and she doesn't mm. she won't say anything as long as the work gets done she's fine exactly exactly and yeah. she has that that experience of having you said she's got two children yeah. of her own as well yeah. um, whereas yeah. I'm guessing, really yeah well I'm guessing that the previous person um, previous manager who had said like no we can't take you on didn't maybe yeah. didn't have children yeah so they weren't as understanding of why I didn't want to come back to the role mm. <laughs> I didn't want to leave my child not not only that but um it's not that I didn't want to leave him but when you're leaving your child for a long day like for a long period of time especially during the day and yeah. they've become so used to you because I remember when I initially left um my son with my partner's grandparents Mm. he used to throw massive tantrums he didn't want to be left alone he was very clingy um mm. he still can be that way as well like if I'm going somewhere he's a bit like no where are you going I want to come to because it was just literally me and him for 18 months because obviously my partner yes, yeah. yeah so that transition was quite hard and I didn't want to leave him for long periods of like even if it's an emergency I didn't mind going for a couple of hours to work and yeah. come back but in the emergency let's say they call me I need to get back quickly there's no way I can travel back quickly from North London or even Slough. <laughs> yeah, to get back exactly. To so I needed that middle ground, but they just weren't being forthcoming. And I got it because it of the organisational structure changes and things. But yeah, it just wasn't for me at the time. And I had to just resign and say, it was a blessing in disguise because it allowed me to walk into this role, which is a lot more flexible for me. Yeah, exactly. And how long was the gap between you resigning and that new post coming up? Um, probably like a couple of months it wasn't it was like a blessing it was such a blessing because um of the organizational restructure that's yeah. when the whole department this literally data protection department got created because they didn't have one before mm. and the data protection system 
before was a bit of a mess, whereas now it's a lot more structured because we actually have a team now. And I was literally the first person back in the new team, basically. Okay. So before the new role came up, what mm. were you what were you thinking to do? You'd resigned. Um, were you thinking, okay, I'm gonna like stay at home for a little bit longer? Or were you saying to yourself, I would need to look for a different plan? Um, no, my thing was just getting back to work part-time. It was always gonna be going back to work because um, although I loved being at home and I did enjoy the early years and stuff, I just, it was income for me. I, I'm sorry, but I just can't be that stay at home mum with no income of myself. My yeah. partner's there, he's very supportive. Yeah, he'll pay for things, but it's nice to have your own money and know that mm. you can go out and say, I'm going to treat myself to this, or actually, uh, my son needs this, rather than going to your partner saying, can I have, I don't know, 50 pounds? Yeah. I just find that a little bit too, um, like, reliant, reliant on somebody else, and I know it's probably traditional, and but for me, I, I just like to be proactive and working and having my own income, just for yeah. my own um, entertainment, um, security, savings as well, um, so yeah. And for your partner, was he able to take like paternity leave from his workplace? Is he uh, flexible working in terms of what he does? Because um, I know that it might not be the same on his side. Yeah, so with him, um, he's contra- He's actually a contractor, so it's different the way okay. I think. They're not technically, they're not employed, but they're contracted to work yeah. indefinitely at a business. So with him, it was that, but I think... When I had my son, he took his own time off. He didn't, basically he was off for three months with me mm. at home as his sort of paternity leave. Cause he did have to help out a lot cause I had a emergency C-section. So I had a long time healing. Yeah. Um, so he pretty much did everything from feeding, uh, making the bottles, making sure that um, food was there because obviously I couldn't stand long enough to cook anything. Mm. And he was there for the first three months while I recovered. And then he Amazing. went back to work. Okay. So um, another thing as well was COVID was kind of another blessing in disguise because that was also the first time he was able to work from home. So we was together a lot more. So nice. yeah, that was a big help as well, especially around the house with a little one. Oh, nice. And yeah. how do you find it? Because I, I love just finding how people own their vibes, um, hence the name of the, of the podcast. So mm-hmm. for me, who's not a parent and just seeing the unwarranted judgment that comes to it let alone being a mother yourself how have you found that um, and how have you navigated it most importantly um okay so in a broad kind of thought I would say I've I've had the most judgment actually from other parents which has been strange so mm. I don't really tend to get comments from people without children it's people with children who think that they might know more than you or because they do things differently to what you're doing um yeah it's suddenly wrong and um I, f- I do remember before COVID I did try and attend a couple of mums groups and stuff it just wasn't for me because I wouldn't say they were overtly judgmental but it was a bit like why are you feeding him that brand of milk why have you got that type style of pram um Gosh. I think there was one time they were asking about when am I going back to the gym <laughs> which I just thought mm-hmm. wow because obviously everyone's different it does take a long time for your body to recover and I found it odd that it came from other women who had been through the same thing. So can we get <laughs> into that? that? Like, was yeah. the conversation around exercise or did you, were you there and then they just, like, someone asked you, like, so, Loretta, when are you going to go back to the gym? Like, how, what was the context? Because this is just very crazy to me. 
so these I'm, I'm not going to call them a group of mums because obviously everyone's different but it was like a group of women that all came together and obviously all had children of similar ages I think at the time Michael Michael wasn't even one yet um but bearing in mind I had a, a major c-section my yeah. body I also had an infection as well my body took mm. a very long time to recover and I still had a little pouch going mm. on but it was fine I wasn't really affected by it because it's just you know it took you nine months or ten months in fact to grow a baby and your yeah. body's going for a lot of changes and then even giving birth is quite traumatic yeah. to the body anyway and just give yourself time to get into the shape that you're comfortable with the main thing is that you're looking after a child so anyway, mm. um, they were talking about snapping back because obviously these mums were quite imagey, maybe social media mums. Yeah. I remember one of them was getting like a phone from another mum to take a picture of her so that she could like post on Instagram or something, I don't know. But these types of parents that were very image obsessed and focused on snapping back and and I was just there like, okay. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, so when are you going to be joining the gym to get rid of the pouch? And I'm just like, Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think I just made up an excuse or something to why I'm just not into the gym or something. I don't know. I don't know what mm. I even said, but it was a, it, it always resonated with me because it felt like this is shocking coming from another woman who's been through the exact same thing as me. And you know mm. how hard it is to get because they weren't exactly slim, but yeah, they yeah. were already at the gym and stuff. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've not had judgment other than that from non children with no children sorry parents or people with no children sorry yeah that's so interesting um and I don't know like if there are people that are kind of going through something similar or have experienced Mm -hmm. that um or just feeling like that social anxiety that people might think okay when are they gonna snap back or anything like that what were some of the things that helped you along that kind of removing yourself from that narrative so I think for me I just I'm very good at blocking things out so I just think, you know what, that's that's their own insecurity. I don't need, I, do, I don't feel like I need to lose weight for any reason. They mm-hmm. may do for whatever personal reason they have, but it's not my personal reason. So I just didn't take it in too much. It was mm-hmm. more shocking that it just came from another parent than me. Yeah. And um, yeah, so generally I just kind of just go on my own vibe. I don't, I tend to, this sounds really bad, but I don't really mix with other parents at like the schools and stuff, just because I find a bit dramatic when you do get involved with people who are focused on different things to you and you may not be on the same wavelength and I just don't want any um, clashes or personalities or anything like that so I just you know kids is for them to get you know I don't mind my son playing with their children or whatever it's fine but I personally wouldn't (laughs) unless it was somebody that I gelled well with or clicked with as if they were a friend that I already have that similar sort of personality or wavelength then I wouldn't really get involved. Do you feel that there are pressures to get involved with parents at schools or mums groups or anything? Initially, there was pressure. Um, when I had health visiting appointments, they would kind of say, you know, join the mums group because obviously there's things along the lines of postnatal depression, loneliness, which I completely understand. And mm. especially for people who may not have that support system, I completely understand that. I completely get it. Um, but for me, maybe my maybe my personality is not as social as other people's, and I'm very analytical of people's um, personalities and traits and stuff. And I kind of tend to avoid situations where I can see it's not going to work out. Mm. So, um, <laughs> so like when I I don't know, um, even going to the park, simple park, and parents might come up to you and you know, there's a little bit of a mini chat and stuff. And in my head, I'm just 
analyzing comments just to see what type of person they are before I kind of engage more mm. and yeah so that's kind of how I've been as a parent I'm just I wouldn't say anti but I think the introverted aspect of my personality mm. and then analyzing that person I just don't want to get involved in somebody who's going to be a bit negative or yeah know, snide. And I've had that as well um from our parents as well randomly <laughs> as in like being out in public and then just receive yeah. negative comments yeah um, yeah, there was one time I had my son in the park. It was sunny, but it wasn't hot. And um, so he was just out with all the swings. And another mum came up to me and was like, you should face him the other way because the sun's in his eyes. But he has on shades. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. Let's just on your own child. Yeah. <laughs> like, the way she came over as if I was doing something really bad. And oh, wow. That as well. It's like other parents suddenly think that they're social workers or safeguarders. Yeah. But for other people for no reason. It's like, no, focus on your own child. Like, your child's over there injured. <laughs> <laughs> and you're over here talking to me about the son. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you mentioned about um, having more of an introverted personality type or having parts of personality that might be a bit more introverted, which I know that a lot of us experience. So even separately from being a parent, right, that can be a big thing for people in life, in society and at work. And my friend and I were discussing, because I don't know, do you drink like tea and coffee? Depends, I have to feel for it. Yeah. So my friend and I, we were discussing it because we don't drink tea and coffee, like we're not really hot drink people, but like there's just such a tea coffee culture at work sometimes. And even that, like, you know, saying like, no, 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 I don't drink it. It's like, oh my gosh, you don't oh my gosh Beth doesn't drink tea or coffee so sometimes it can just be like I don't have to do everything that you guys do mm, right yeah or be yeah. involved in everything and if I decide that I don't want to chill with you guys in the kitchen for lunch or eat my lunch with you or come to the afterwork drinks it doesn't mean that I'm being a rude person it's just I want to be able to have my time so how do you find that so I'm going to go back in time. So yes. back in time, when I first started working in admin, I was like my mid, maybe early 20s. And I worked for a men's suit company. It was customer service. I was in the office. And they actually put on one of my, um, you know, when you have like a review at work, mm-hmm. they actually put me down as not a good team player because I didn't really get involved in conversations or didn't really want to Gosh. with them after work. And it's not, it wasn't that I wasn't, because at work, I was quite quiet. I just wanted to get my work done and just go. Yeah. Um, but I would have, I would engage with people if they ask you questions and things. But when I was working there, the girls that I was working with, they're quite loud. And mm. they, the things they'd talk about just wasn't my typical conversation. Yeah. Like, why am I coming to work and we're discussing Love Island? <laughs> <laughs> not that I have anything against Love Island, but it, at the time I didn't watch it. So I was a bit like, I have no idea what they're talking about. Sure. Um, and then when I'm dealing with like complaints and things and I, I have to keep, because I, I can't focus on two things at the same time. When someone's talking to me and I'm trying to do something, I end up typing what they're saying. Same. <laughs> so I can't, I can't focus um, at all when someone's talking. And obviously these girls literally came to work to gossip and stuff about their personal lives. And yeah. they actually went into a lot of details about their personal life as well. And I'd just be there like, okay, I'm not going to discuss mine. But anyway, Definitely. so at work, I'm quite quiet to myself and they put me down as not a good team player, um, wow. doesn't interact with the rest of the team as much in social settings. It was, it was weird. And I was just like, am I not here to work? Like, I've had no issues. I've, I've done my KPIs. I've, I've yeah. done my, you know, so what, why am I getting this? 
um I didn't stay there long but now fast forward to now present day yeah my current role or organization they're brilliant because they actually do a personality test thing for mm. all colleagues get given a color and that color is basically what your personality type is mm. and mine came it was weird but it was quite accurate it was like you do this online test thing and it comes back and gives you like an adequate color so like red personalities are quite um social and um they can be loud but they don't you know it's not a thing that should yeah. be a negative thing and we look and it basically tells you the strengths and weaknesses you may have but um, mm. more importantly it lets other colleagues know what type of personality or person you may be and sure. um, a lot more people are understanding now as well I can literally work for hours and not have to say a word just focusing mm. on what I need to do and then when I'm ready I'll be like oh hey so how are you sort of thing mm. and it's fine there's no issues that's brilliant and I wish that a lot more places adopted that and that's my hope as it goes yeah, forward yeah. so I feel like your workplace is probably one of the ones that are like ahead of the curve in terms of mm. the way that they do that socials do have its place in the workplace because some people really do enjoy that and it's a place for them to meet other people um, yeah. but even doing things that are different types and don't always re- revolve around alcohol because some people either for like religious reasons or for like own health reasons or whatever prefer not to ha- take alcohol in alcoholic spaces and I know that's a big focus especially yeah. in the UK um, but yeah do you have any any other things that you think have been useful to you as an employee so again with my workplace which seems to be very forward thinking or things like this we actually have a diversity and inclusion training and mm. inclusion involves things like that where there's one example they gave about afterwork drinks and how it can exclude other people um, based yeah. on religious grounds or even people with different personality types like I know myself Although I don't mind drinking, you know, with my girls, we'll go on a brunch, unlimited yeah. prosecco, why not? But when it comes to work, I'm very strict with not getting drunk in front of my work. Yeah. I may have the one or two drinks and then it's like, yeah, I got to go home because yeah. I just don't think it's appropriate to be intoxicated with mm. people you're professional with. I don't want that world to mix. So yeah, things like that, they raised in the inclusion training because there was one about diversity, which is obviously about race, gender and all that stuff. And then the other one was about inclusion, which is about personality, personality types, people's religious beliefs and things, and making it more inclusive. So not everything should be alcohol-based, arranging things around your colleagues, not around what you want as a manager. Mm. Personally, for me, my manager's been brilliant, so I've not yeah, approaching so her. So, um, but I, I guess in the workplace, it is quite, I think people can actually approach their managers, even if it's an email setting or a Teams meeting, and just say, you know what? this after work drink thing can we do something else instead because of a b and c and they'll be like yeah that's fine no problem because mm. it's just that communication and it's quite and it's actually encouraged yeah 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 amazing and i want to touch on another topic which i know that um you share a lot about on like your instagram and stuff yeah so when i have these conversations with friends and stuff because obviously i don't have a lot of friends that are mummy friends i'm pretty much maybe one or, or maybe two people okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't really know a lot of mums um everyone that I speak to on a regular basis they they haven't had children yet mm. and I've told everybody to wait I, I there's no rush um mm. personally I I would also say not to compare yourself so everybody's journey in life is different everybody's mm. income is different even in the same company you know there's different wages even if you're in the same job everyone's income is different how you spend your money is different um for me having my son I was 26 when I was pregnant and I turned mm. 27 after I had him and that was the brokest I've ever been in my entire life and mm. I just remember that adding to my anxiety 
Although I was generally fine, I was, um, I felt a little bit behind because I didn't, I didn't even have savings mm-hmm. <laughs> because I was just like, I'm just living at home and, you know, my partner's there, but I haven't got anything for myself, but to, right. you know, cause he could, you know, he could leave or he could, something could happen to him and he might mm-hmm. not always be there. I need to make sure that I'm okay. So, um, I would say to anybody, if you can wait, um, I wouldn't say judge your body clock or anything or anything else because I guess these things mm. are individual. I don't believe that anyone has a body clock the same. I think everyone's body is different. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the cost of living is really concerning at the moment. Um, mm. Obviously, there is help out there, but I would prefer to have a child and not struggle than have children and struggle. Hence why I'm right. so anti multiple children as well. So mm. for me, I had a lot of comments like when my son was born and stuff I had a lot of comments from like aunties and relatives and things oh when are you going to give him a sibling I'm just like wait have you <laughs> wait what <laughs> are you going to pay for yeah. your free or are you going to who's going to cover my childcare? who's going to be off work again for another 18 to um, two yeah. years 18 months two years because that was my income and my savings that literally got depleted being mm-hmm. off work for so long um and I just don't want to be in that position again yeah. and if you're you haven't got children yet I would just say at least try and get a, as much as you can saved if you are planning on having children. Um, mm. I mean, this is time you can work the most because when you have children, unfortunately, the responsibility does fall on the mother. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I have to leave work sometimes because something happens to my nursery or something. Yeah. Or hospital, I've had to, you know, take them to hospital and miss a day's work um, mm. because I'm the first point of con- I'm the first call of contact. Yeah. Um, so yeah, honestly, it's having children is not like having buying a house or a car. It's a massive responsibility, mm-hmm. and it's not like you can just you know give the child back. Like you can give back a car or a house if you yeah. know that you can't um, afford it. Yeah, um, yeah. I wouldn't rush children at all. Um, it's also mentally taxing. Mm. There's going to be very good days, but then social media likes to glamorize you know being a mom and multiple kids and mm. twins and all this stuff and it's just like wait you're not documenting the sleepless nights when they have illnesses like stomach bugs and things and they're being sick yeah. all the time um, changing their nappies um wet beds washing all the time and the cost of washing and utilities <laughs> stuff like that keeping them at yeah. all that stuff and it can be quite taxing as, and it's just wow I just <laughs> like, I'm not happy yeah. children but I am plan before you have children and if mm. you are worried I wouldn't say I wouldn't dwell on it too much and um, especially when people are becoming 30 and so on um yes becoming older is the risk factor but mm. I think everyone's body clock is different I think if people are serious maybe get a fertility check if they mm. want to really find out you know some of these things like even lifestyle changes that you can reverse certain things and so on but I yeah. wouldn't like personally if I could go back I would have waited a little bit longer before having my first son Mm, is that to have more money saved up so that while you're yeah, on okay okay got yeah, you because I literally yeah it wasn't good <laughs> and I know that some people choose to go down the route of like freezing their eggs I don't know all the ins and outs of it or the expenses mm. I think it is quite pricey but um yeah. yeah in order to like preserve that so I think there are different options and routes to consider me even when I see like <laughs> when I see like children throwing their dinner onto the floor and then things the juices go around just like mm, even that is not by the way it doesn't get better <laughs> <laughs> it still happens 
So in advance, oh. make sure you haven't got carpet. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Have that easy cleaning. Um, yeah, but I think for children generally, um, it is more taxing on women than it is men. I mean, right. there's a statistic that I always repost in my stories where when a man has a child, his income doesn't drop. In fact, it increases, mm-hmm. his continues to increase. You know, he gets promoted as normal. You know, he's only off for like two months, yeah. after, you know, paternity leave at most. And, you know, it's fine. He goes straight back into work. Whereas women, your your wage and salary just knows that. Because it's either you're returning to work, but you're on part-time, so a lot less money. Um, you've also got a gap now because you've been off as well. So you've not paid into any pensions or savings or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and it can take a long time to rebuild to even get back onto the same level you was at before. But if you were childless as a woman, you'd be a lot mm-hmm. higher or better off income-wise. So you've got that sacrifice as well. And then obviously, yeah. um, for me personally, I also had a health sacrifice because mm. after I had my son, I developed a sarcoma, which is a rare form of cancer, but it's not mm. the malignant one. Basically, it's a cancer umbrella, but it's not um, the dangerous one. So yeah. I basically had this huge tumour on my abdomen because of um, all the hormones that happened after pregnancy. And wow. what happened in the end was they were planning surgery, but thankfully it reduced with treatment. And um, but now literally my body is tired. Um, yeah. Luckily, when it comes to work, I'm okay. I'm in a stable job and stuff. But it's still taking a long time to rebuild my savings now because obviously I'm working a lot less hours than I used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, obviously the impact on me mentally. There's been good days and there's been bad days. Um, mm. but it's more tiredness. Just having to be on. Okay, at least I've seen like children presenters children tv presenters and how they're always like hey have yeah. fun guys yeah, you always have to kind of be like that with your child mm. <laughs> as well and that can be very draining and then sometimes I don't even want to go to bed and it's like oh my god <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah it's, it's quite a lot so I definitely would say before having children um especially towards women just really think about it honestly yeah. think about it and try and prepare yourself mentally financially physically emotionally as you can if possible but don't mm. rush don't ever compare yourself because your friends are having kids or getting married don't think mm. that that's now something that you have to do is not yeah. your, your journey as a woman doesn't revolve around having kids yeah exactly um and then the last thing we haven't touched on as well is the fact that you also on top of all of this study so you're yeah. also currently <laughs> yeah doing a degree um yeah. and I believe that it's all remote, like you don't have to go in, is that correct? Mm -hmm. And is that due to the pandemic? No. So basically, um, I studied with the Open University. Right. Because initially when I went to uni, unfortunately, (laughs) Hertfordshire Uni, um, (laughs) it just wasn't for me. And I dropped out. And that was always something that I'd not regretted because I didn't like the uni, but I didn't feel great that I didn't have a degree knowing that I was capable of getting one. Mm. Then when I was out of work, um, especially being with a, a newborn and stuff, I felt really idle. And then obviously when it came to looking for jobs and stuff, a lot of jobs were asking for degrees and things. And I was just like, mm. okay. So I went, obviously I went back to my old company and it was fine, but it's like my potential is a lot higher than just yeah. being admin <laughs> or mm. although my job is a bit more than just being admin because I work in governance yeah um I just don't want to be capped at that level when I know mm. I can do more so yeah. when the pandemic hit and obviously we're all at home and working three days at home and then having the other two days just being at home 
I just had this time. So I was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm feeling a bit idle again. Let me just do something that I'm supposed right. to, you know, to occupy my time really. And um, one of my things was, um, what what do I, you know, should I learn something? Should I pick up an instrument or a hobby? And I thought, you know what? Let me just go back and do a degree. So I did that. And that's, yeah, so now I'm two years in. Wow. I think that's just yeah. amazing. And being able to do it via Open University allows you to do it, like mm-hmm. study in your own time. Yeah. I don't know, do you book your own, like, your, I don't know, how, how does it work for assessments and the hand in dates? Because people, will, I guess, learn through their own yeah. pace. So I would say to anybody that it's basically like being at uni, just that there's no campus. Well, there is campus, but obviously it's all remote. They have a main campus in Wilton Keynes, but you don't actually have to go there. So they send you all your equipment. There is lectures, but it's all online. Yeah, we do get assessed, but it's all, depending on the course, I don't have exams. I just have um written assignments and yeah. essays and that gets marked and graded and then mm. obviously they come back to my final grade and then obviously they bank your results and stuff just as it's graded the exact same way as uni and you're assessed the exact same way as uni and obviously make sure you don't plagiarize they think yeah. about plagiarism but yeah um and obviously the degree that you get at the end is literally the same standard as you would any uni yeah it's just that it's remote so when again when it was during the pandemic and everyone's uni i know a couple of my other friends, they also are mature students. So they're studying. I think my friend, she's graduated already. So she's fine. Mm-hmm. My other friend, I think she's going to her final year. Yeah. When you say they send you equipment, what do they send you? Oh, so um, you know how in normal uni you had to buy your own books and stuff? They just yeah. send it to you. So every, all the materials and things. Oh. Like, um, they're very supportive. You get a lot of reading materials. You get guides. You get um, time management planning you get calendars mm. so they're really good in that aspect you don't need to spend a lot to basically do the course whereas in normal uni I think I remember spending like over 100 to 200,000 books yeah it's crazy. yeah and then but with the open university they literally send you everything all, all you need is literally your laptop and your mm. obviously your stationery to take notes and stuff from lectures perfect so what is next on the horizon for you either for like the rest of this year or looking beyond that what's next on the horizon for Loretta well um hopefully because obviously you've been helping me with it um I'm going to finally push this side hustle business thing because it's needed especially the cost of living I need to be making extra income right now (laughs) tell people what what it's about what it is when you can find it I'm going to basically do what I do as my normal day-to-day job, which is a protection administrator, but mm. for smaller businesses. So because of the cost of living, I've noticed a lot of people have started their own business. But when it yeah. comes to customer service and data protection, sometimes it, things may be slacking a bit. And it's fine because obviously we're all learning. But yeah. I would be basically an outsourced person to kind of review, um, mm. help them monitor anything that needs to be implemented in terms of making sure the customers are safe, making sure the customer's information is safe, making sure their own personal business information is safe, and just making sure that um, all round they are running a professional business from a customer service point of um, view. So that's what I'm basically going to be, like a kind of consultant. <laughs> and what's the impact or detriment if, because um, we know the benefits of making sure it's all safe, but let's just say somebody didn't, somebody didn't have that in place, like what could be the outcome? Yeah, so um, there's been stories where customer data has been hacked into even at major companies and personal information, if it goes, you know, it gets in the wrong hands, um, you can do fraud and stuff with it. And I know that a lot of people, when they send out orders and things, you know, 
they've got email addresses, they've got telephone numbers, they've got actual addresses. And mm. this was not, you know, safely handled. Forsters have now got information as well. And also in the UK, the data protection laws are always changing, but they are finding businesses when customers do raise their grievances now, knowing that they, mm. you know, a business can be in trouble for releasing information, whether it's a mistake or not. Yeah. So just avoid being fined and um, having that detrimental kind of association to your company. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of just going to be there to prevent that if it does happen, because it does happen. Yeah, exactly. And where you have that rich knowledge and expertise within that, so people can contact you um, rather than having to have somebody that's in-house because of like costs and stuff, how would they know if the data that they um, have isn't safe how they know if they would need your help your support unfortunately even for a lot of people they don't realize until things are too late so yeah. for me my thing is going to be about creating awareness for people before it happens we don't mm. want anyone to get into trouble um so hopefully this year when i get everything off the ground it will be just creating awareness especially towards um smaller businesses newer businesses especially people that are because you know what starting a business isn't easy I, I can't even get my head around it myself yeah. especially when it comes to things like tax and all that stuff so um mm. when it comes to things like this although it's not as complex as other aspects of business it's mm. just important and yeah my main thing is just making people aware um and just creating that barrier of safety for their business oh, I love that creating that barrier of safety for their business yeah. absolutely um any last words that you want to share before we wrap up um, life can actually be overwhelming whether you have children or not yeah. and my main thing is just always go with your own flow don't compare yourself to other people um, if you feel like you're stuck in a rut just assess yourself and see where you would like to change or what you, like how I went back to uni my assessment mm. was I regretted not finishing knowing that I could do better and that's what prompted me to go back and obviously now again even the business thing starting my own side thing yeah um, again it was more about assessing myself where can I make more money in life where can I improve myself and my finances especially yes. being a working mum knowing that in a traditional setting most jobs aren't really going to take on a mum especially mm. role <laughs> because obviously she's going to have other commitments um, yeah. especially full-time so making money that you used to make before having a child is going to be a little bit harder mm. um so yeah it's just opening that kind of box within yourself to see where can I improve what can I do where can I get my positive influences from rather than comparing myself and feeling bad about myself yes. so yeah that's pretty much my kind of vibe yeah I love it and then mine would just be to remind anyone that's listening that nothing has to be permanent we're not stuck mm-hmm. so even if you feel like okay well I want to do this now but then is that what I actually want to do it's fine try it out give it a go because you might decide you know what okay actually I don't want to do that maybe in three years time I want to do something different and allowing ourselves that freedom to be able to flow between different things and like Loretta said to have your own flow and go with our um, own flow wherever that may look like and feel like and having those positive influences because self-comparison can be all too easy especially if you just kind of like scroll in and end up in a rabbit hole mm, sometimes yeah. so um, if you are end up in a rabbit hole end up in a positive one at least <laughs> well that's going to yeah. be of value <laughs> and of benefit so the rest of we're going to do like a little quick round a quick fire mm-hmm. round now so you just have to give me quick responses um spring or autumn oh spring definitely movies or series series 
House or flat? House. Coast or country? Coast. Dogs or cats? Definitely cats. <laughs> when I asked that, I was like, no, I just use cats. <laughs> I know you hate them. <laughs> oh, cats are cute. <laughs> hate them, I just strongly dislike. I wouldn't say hate, oh, that's what okay. I mean. Right? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, I make up or lip makeup? Eye makeup. Mm. You do have some fantastic eye makeup styles. So, yeah, it's amazing. Um, jeans or dresses? Dresses. I hate jeans now, you know? Oh, do really you? Do. Yeah, I used to love wearing jeans, but then they changed Topshop clothes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then it was just like yeah the jeans I'm just not comfortable anymore so dresses yeah. in yeah I heard that um, I haven't tried it but I heard that ASOS did some good jeans I haven't tried this do you know what ASOS is hit and miss it's all right mm. <laughs> yeah it's hit and miss especially if you've got like a I've, I've not got a conventional body shape unfortunately I'm plus size in some shops and normal and others I don't know so right 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 size all over the, yeah <laughs> I feel you I feel you Beach holiday or city break? Beach holiday, definitely. Okay. And wine or cocktails? Cocktails. All right. Well, Loretta, <laughs> thank you so, so much for no being problem. a guest on Own Your Vibe today. And um, for those listening that might want to get in touch with you or ask more questions, is that something they can do or follow like the data, um, Instagram or anything like that? I'll say my normal Instagram for now, because that's when I'll be posting my data one once everything's up and running. So my normal Instagram is just Loretta, JRN. <laughs> and yeah, just feel free to drop me a DM. Feel free to interact. I'm very friendly online. And yes. um, yeah, I'm happy, I'm happy to answer any DMs and stuff. Any questions is fine. I'm more than happy. Oh, amazing. And I know that a lot of people, unfortunately, struggle with spelling your name or oh, <laughs> have various variations yeah, yeah. so i will also put um loretta's instagram handle in their description um on the notes of this so have a look there as well 